0: Hello, thank you for tuning in to episode 14 of Innovation Activists, Designing Healthcare's Future. I'm Reid Omri, and this month I'm sitting down with Dr. Amy Patel. Dr. Patel is a radiologist who specializes in breast imaging. She's the medical director of women's imaging at Liberty Hospital and assistant professor of radiology at the University of Missouri, Kansas City. Dr. Patel is actively engaged on social media advocating for its use in medical education and healthcare, and currently serves as the Associate Editor of Social Media for the Journal of the American College of Radiology. Welcome today to our show, Dr. Patel, and welcome to Nashville.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: When was the first time you got involved with social media?
1: Well, if I'm thinking clearly, it's when I started my Facebook account. I think that's the first time I really interacted with the world of social media, Uh, I started my Facebook account early in college, and I used it primarily for personal purposes, uh, sharing information or sharing, you know, pictures of my friends and I, my family, the trips I attended or I went on and things like that, but nothing really in the professional realm, um, really nothing related to me being a medical student or anything like that. It was just all personal.
0: Well, what caused the pivot?
1: The pivot was caused by radiology. The first time that I started using social media for professional purposes was actually back in 2014 when I was elected the secretary of the American College of Radiology resident fellow section. And the executive committee were all, basically we were all elected and they said, okay, now you all have to have a Twitter account. The college was really pushing for Playing a role, particularly on social media in the Twitterverse. So, I, you know, at first I really wasn't sipping on the Kool Aid. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a waste of my time, and, you know, I don't have time for this. I'm studying, I have to take boards. Like, so, but I did it because it was a part of the role. And I just became hooked so quickly. And I realized that social media could be such a powerful tool to spur change, and particularly in the realm of healthcare and particularly in radiology. I think that we have these misconceptions that we are physicians who are in dark rooms all day and we aren't patient-facing or facing with the medical community. So it was such a great way to transform the way in which we were perceived. And so once I realized that, I really ran with it and never looked back.
0: Had you been on Twitter before you were asked to take on this role? No. (laughs) What were your preconceptions of Twitter before you got involved with it?
1: overwhelming. I thought, this is super fast, very rapid-paced social media, whereas, you know, Facebook, you can sort of go at your own pace, whereas Twitter involves microbursts of information and a lot of in-the-moment conversation. And I thought, how am I going to keep up with this? And then, of course, you know, when you post, particularly on Twitter, it's sort of out there when you tweet. And I thought, gosh, you know, what if I say something that could be misconstrued or taken in a negative way? And so there were all of these things that sort of fueled my hesitations. But once I really realized, you know, the power of it and what I could do to really amplify, not just uh, me as a trainee and practicing radiologist someday, but how I could really use it for positive change in the medical community.
0: Knowing what you know now, what would you have told the earlier version of you who was skeptical of Twitter? What would you say that might have gotten through beyond that skepticism?
1: I really think that I would have said, you know, this is a marathon, this is not a sprint, you know, unless you're participating in a tweet chat, then it's a little different, but, you know, it's, it's a marathon. and. It's just a matter of of jumping in, and it doesn't have to be uh, tweeting every five minutes on something. It's just slowly sort of easing your way in. We actually have a lot of mentors in the radiology Twitterverse and the medical community Twitterverse that can help you along the way, craft your messaging, um, know when to retweet or what to tweet. You know, so there's so many ways to help you sort of get your feet wet, in a way that isn't so overwhelming and the pros exceedingly outweigh the cons. If I would have known that back then, you know, I of course jumped in regardless just with my position with ACR, if I would have known that, I think I would have been a little less hesitant when I was starting out.
0: You mentioned Facebook as your original entree into social media and that was for personal use Mm -hmm. and it was fun and, and all of that. You then embark deeply into the world of Twitter. For professional. Are there any other channels you use?
1: Well what's funny now is that I'm using Facebook primarily now for professional purposes to actually reach patients. Uh, one of the things that we are doing particularly with our breast center in the Kansas City area is we have our own Liberty Hospital women's imaging Facebook account and our goal of this account is to reach patients. So particularly for what I do as a breast imager the patient demographic that we're sort of reaching is is that sort of 40, 50, to 75-year-old demographic. Well, we know that the majority of this demographic is utilizing Facebook more than uh, you know, Instagram or Twitter or any of these other social media platforms. So with Facebook, we can really increase our message and amplify it. Anywhere from us providing educational video content. The hospital does a lot of videos of me talking about the importance of screening mammography or even the new technology we're bringing to the community. And we're finding, particularly where I practice, we are reaching a lot of rural women. And we still have a lot of healthcare disparities in this country, particularly with our rural patients and with screening mammography and access. We have done a great job and a great success of bringing these women from the rural areas in because even if they can't afford care, we are fortunate to have resources like a Susan G. Komen grant that was just awarded to us and funds through our women's health fund through our hospital where we can help these women who really need access to care. So I've used, and we as a practice, my my partners, have used social media to get those women in to get the preventative screening they need.
0: How much time a day do you spend on social media? And how do you respond to people who say, but it takes so much time.
1: It is a time commitment. And I will honestly say as a trainee, I was on social media a lot more than a practicing radiologist. You know, I think as long as you have some sort of constant presence, I think that's key. Now I am maybe on social media, uh, particularly Twitter, maybe like once a day or twice a day. I used to be on just like nonstop, but (laughs) with my clinical duties and all the other hats I wear, it's kind of unrealistic now. But as, as far as with our breast center and our face Page, we actually have our social media for our PR marketing team. There's a social media um, hire that takes care of the account, and then I meet with her at least you know one to two times a month to go over content, you know, what's working, what isn't, what's most engaging for our patients, and then we refine from there. Uh, it definitely takes a village. If your goal of social media and healthcare is to reach patients, you may want to outsource that and find some sort of expert that can help you and make sure that. That you maintain a constant presence on that platform.
0: How have you found that social media has brought together communities in healthcare?
1: Again, I think that social media provides such an incredible platform to reach such a diverse demographic of people. One of the things that I have seen to be very effective with social media is on Facebook, where you have a Facebook Live event. Particularly in breast imaging, uh, I've seen it where there is a a breast radiologist and a breast surgeon, and they are essentially, you know, in the month of October, let's say for example, they talk about breast cancer facts, including, you know, screening to, to treatment, And they might be interviewed by like a reporter. And then at the end of the the Facebook Live event, patients can type in comments. And then they can answer the comments in real time. I've also seen that done with colon cancer, uh, with gastroenterologists. Uh, So it's not just radiology. You know, I've seen it with surgery and other specialties. Some things that I've been playing around with is I've been doing a lot of women's health events where I talk about breast cancer facts and breast cancer uh, as well as screening and things that are pertinent to breast imaging. When we promote these, we promote them on social media. So I also do these lunch and learns in rural areas because I oversee a lot of hospitals in rural areas their breast imaging. So we've been doing these lunch and learns in those towns. So I've been having at least 70 to 140 women per lunch and learn come and just want to learn. We have time always for a Q&A and they can ask their questions and their concerns and I can answer them. A lot of times it's a debunking myth that they've heard, you know, in the community or they've Googled it and I'm like, don't use Dr. Google. <laughs> so it's just been such a great way to reach patients and really shows the power of social media.
0: Would you say that social media offers the opportunity to equalize access to information for those who are in rural communities versus more urban settings?
1: Absolutely. You know, I I always say that, you know, you may on hard times or in the rural populations, there might be more indigent people. I mean, there are also in urban areas, but it seems like these days pretty much everyone has a smartphone and people are on some form of social media. And so um, we've really been using that, particularly with Facebook, to reach patients. And, you know, this is a great way for us to educate patients instead of them having to Google something and, and seeing erroneous information. Like in my world, we have a lot of women thinking they're is a substitute for a mammogram or things like that. So it's just a great way for us to take control and take charge of the actually accurate information and give that to our patients. And, you know, whether they're in the Upper East Side of New York or they're in rural Northwest Missouri, they can both receive the same information.
0: How do you correct misinformation when you see it on social media? Is there a, a code of conduct? How do you approach that?
1: let's say we have a video and we have a a patient that posts something and it's inaccurate, I try in a very civil manner sort of saying, well, actually, you know, for example, a lot of women in the community think that, you know, if they don't have a family history of breast cancer, they're good. They don't need to be screened. Well, we know that of the women diagnosed with breast cancer, seventy-five percent of them is sporadic. Only twenty-five percent is inherited. So, just sort of you know spinning it in a positive way, but sharing the informations and the facts, I think that patients do appreciate that. Or then you know sometimes on Facebook, I'll see an ad pop up that's totally inaccurate. Like I, there was something about deodorant <laughs> causes breast cancer. So I reported that to Facebook. I said, why are you sharing some in, inaccurate information to? a large group of people so I try to call it out when I see it but in a very nice polite manner.
0: (laughs) Do you find that social media greatly amplifies your ability to advocate for women's health?
1: Undoubtedly I think that because I have social media And because I am so passionate about, particularly in my world and in the world of breast imaging to close the gap on healthcare disparities, I really do think that this is a way that I can do that and make an impact in my part of the state. I mean, I'm now overseeing breast imaging for a quarter of our state of Missouri, and I see a lot of patients from uh, Southern Iowa near the border. And I really do think that we can move the needle in this area because of the power of social media. So I'm using this In every way I can, I'm still, you know, if you think about social media and healthcare, it's still very new, right? It's young, and I'm just literally spinning different ideas and ways that we can amplify our voice through social media to reach patients. And so far, so good. I mean, just in our breast center alone, with all of the social media avenues we've been utilizing, you know, with our videos we post on Facebook and even YouTube and LinkedIn and all of these, our volume in 11 months has gone up 25%. And I think a lot of that is attributed to our social media outreach.
0: Let's imagine one of our listeners is not active on social media. And after hearing you now, they're intrigued. (laughs) They actually, they're curious. Where's the place they should begin? Which platform?
1: It depends on what your audience is. If your goal of utilizing social media is to reach patients, then you probably want to start with a platform like Facebook that's more well-established and reaching the patient populations that you probably want to reach, you know, whether it's the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s sort of age range. Now, if your intent is to maybe reach out to medical students and recruit them, whether it's to your institution or to educate, we are seeing now that Instagram is the best way to reach medical students and that age demographic. Uh, If you just want to connect with colleagues, uh, not just in radiology, but globally in multiple subspecialties, Twitter is probably going to be our platform, so you first really need to think about. who is your intended audience and then from there be judicious about the platform you utilize.
0: Should you separate out your personal image from your professional image on social media? Should you have separate accounts? Should you just not post personal stuff? How do you manage that?
1: I particularly use Twitter for strictly professional purposes, except for I'm a huge Kansas City sports fan, so I'll I'll tweet a lot about the Chiefs during football well, season. That's professional
0: yeah, sports. Yeah, I know yeah. it is.
1: It is, but uh, for the most part, <laughs> I keep it fairly professional. I do know people, uh, physicians in the field, that do have a personal account and a professional account. It is a lot more time consuming. I particularly don't have that. And then on Facebook, you know, I do use it, my own personal account, for both professional and personal. There is a feature on Facebook where you can make your post public or private, so I will go back and switch. So if it's a personal Facebook post, I'll change it to private and if it's a professional, I'll change it to public.
0: If someone is new to social media, would you recommend they start one way or the other? They start doing just personal or
1: just professional? Again, it just depends on sort of what they want to use social media primarily for professional purposes, then that's what they should go with. But really, they have to think of what their intended audience is and why they want to use social media and then kind of go from there. But if if they want to know what's going on, let's say, for example, in the field of radiology or what have you, then maybe they do want to start more with a more professional account on Twitter. So it really just depends on what you want to utilize the platform for.
0: Do you think Developing skills in social media should be essential for anyone new that's entering healthcare.
1: I personally do feel this. And and I think it's evident now. You see a lot of program directors of residency programs on social media because these program directors who are currently on Twitter know that this is a great tool for recruitment and engaging with medical students before, you know, they end up matching in the field. JACR had a medical student tweet chat last year where we had at least 25 to 30 medical students joined the chat and a lot of them ended up um, devising these mentorship relationships with different radiologists on the tweet chat and a lot of them ended up going into radiology. So it's such a great tool to start early in healthcare on social media and like I said before the pros exceedingly outweigh the cons and arguably if you don't start on social media early let's say Twitter or a program director isn't on it's sort of to their disadvantage because a lot of times you Can garner the cream of the crop from something like social media.
0: Well, as we as we close out here, Dr. Patel, do you have any final advice for our listeners? Maybe something that they might try new this coming week?
1: Something that listeners should really think about is if they are not sold on social media, they should at least even if one of their friends has a Twitter account or a Facebook account, just sort of see what's out there and see the potential benefits. Just have an open mind about it. And then from there, if you want to start an account, there's so many that can help you. There's so many even instructional videos, how to get started, particularly in radiology. We have manuscripts about how to get started on Twitter, depending on what way you want to utilize your social media platforms. There's rubrics for how to execute. And it's baby steps for some, right? Because some are still not sold. But like I said, if you find a friend who is an avid tweeter, an avid social media user, and sort of have them sort of engage you and expose you to this, maybe then you know the wheels will start turning and you'll want to take the leap and get on social media. So
0: that's wonderful. So if you're not on social media, the call to action here is to try it. Try it. And if you're already on it, it's to find a friend who's not on it and shepherd them through Absolutely. the process.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, Dr. Patel, thank you so much. And to our listeners, please follow up with us on Twitter. You can reach Dr. Patel at, at Amy K. Patel and myself at Reed Omri. Please let us know how you use social media to engage colleagues or patients to improve access to care or their knowledge. Stay tuned for our next episode next month of Innovation Activists Designing Healthcare's Future. Thank you for listening.